Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, so today I'm really excited because I get to introduce someone that I just spoke with at an event at Healing Hearts Home, which I just did the interview with Christina Galena Flood on her, she's the founder of HealingHeartsHome.org, and I just did her interview, but Rosanna DiMaggio, she spoke at this event, and as soon as I met her, I said to myself, self, you need to interview her for your podcast, so first and foremost, most Rosanna thank you thank you thank you for being on the podcast today oh you're welcome thank you so much for um for inviting me to come and believing in me and I'm excited to see what happens yes absolutely I can't wait for the listeners to see you and to hear you and you're just absolutely amazing and I connected to you instantly when you told your story and you're going to have an opportunity to tell your story on the podcast today but first of all I want to introduce you to Rosanna DiMaggio Uh, she's been married for 19 years yes you heard that right she's the mother of three children she owns two businesses Actually, she owns a remodeling business with her husband, which I think is amazing, especially because I'm, I'm in the process of wanting to redo my kitchen and my bath right now. I mean, isn't that the number one thing that you need to do? You know what my problem is, Rosanna? I watch all these fix it shows, home fix it shows every single night. And then I'm like, so dissatisfied with my house. (laughs) (laughs) My poor husband, he's just like, remodel it. I'm like, well, I think it was 30 years ago. I think it's outdated. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm all about the home fix it uh, show. So she has mm-hmm. fuel your mind business, which I'm super excited to talk about. And especially the fact that gas prices are the highest they've ever been. However, you're going to fuel us in a different way. So I think I'm going to call this episode be fueled. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Don't be fooled, but be fueled. As soon as I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, this is perfect timing with the gas prices right now going on. And I also want to talk about you completed core training with Turning Point. And I want to be able to give our listeners an opportunity to be able to go to that website because it looks like it can offer a lot of hope and mm-hmm. healing for people as well too and you also volunteer with sexual and domestic violence survivors you're mm-hmm. a survivor of sexual physical and mental abuse depression and suicide and you are using your experience to strengthen others which this is why I have you on the podcast of course Rosanna so so first and foremost, can you, can you tell a little bit about your story and, and why you were one of the keynotes that were speakers at the Healing Hearts Home uh, Foundation? Um, well, I, Christina had asked me to speak. I think she has seen um, such growth in me. Um, when I originally met Christina, uh, this was back in 2018, I believe it was. And I was very sick at the time Um, I had had cancer. And so I think Christina has just seen a big growth in me and in how I have became a believer in Christ and how I carry myself and how I 
um, am able to process things and deal with things and, you know, arise from them. And so I think she just asked me because she thought, you know, I've, I've had great success. <laughs> yeah. Tell a little bit about your story, Christina. So uh, first of all, you, you get cancer mm -hmm. and, uh, and you're angry at this point. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then you you tell a little, you told a little bit of the story, of course, at our event. And so maybe tell our listeners what happened and, and what the shift and the transformation that happened in you was. First of yeah. all, what kind of cancer was it? I had lymphoma from the waist up um, and it, it was pretty bad. And so I'm just going to say, I have never done a podcast before. <laughs> I am very nervous. So you're, you're going to excuse me. <laughs> Um, okay. So back in 20, 2017, 2018, I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and during that time I started to kind of fall out of like not believing in God. Um, and just thought really with everything that I had gone through in my life from the age I was five until now, it's, I just couldn't believe that that would happen to me. Um, had I not gone through enough. And so I kind of just held back a little bit. I was really giving up on life. You know, um, as you said before, I, I am a survivor of, you know, domestic, physical, mental, physical, just sexual abandonment, you name it, it's happened to me. Um, so of course, when I was faced with cancer, I felt like, this too? What else? Like, what have I done to deserve this? And to be honest with you, I, this might sound crazy to some people, but it probably was, even though it was horrendous, it probably was one of the best things that could have happened to me. And that is because it really woke me up shook me to my core. I was a very busy person, um, always running around everywhere, three kids. I don't have a lot of family help um, or support. So it's just me and my kids and my husband and just running around everywhere, trying to work and take care of everybody. And it just got to the point where um, I never took any time for myself. And not only did I not take any time for myself, I didn't take time to sit and calm myself and listen to the Lord and what, what he has to say to me. And so the reason why I say it's probably one of the best things that happened to me is because as horrendous as it was, it, it, I was able to quiet my mind. I was able to really start focusing on things because as I became a non-believer, I instantly became this believer of like, holy cow, God loves me and I'm not alone and has alone and as tired and defeated that I felt, I all of a sudden with getting the help and the healing that I got, I realized I was never alone. God gave me these experiences for me to learn from them. Not all of them were from him because their evil is real, okay? And there's bad. And unfortunately, it's real. And as much as God protects us, you know, some things, I don't want to say they're out of his hands, but 
evil is real and God can make it work. And through all those things that I had gone through, um, he was always with me and protecting me and watching over me. And that is why I have been able to you know, rise above all of that and been able to conquer that and, and not feel stuck in that area. Um, so yeah, I think for me, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? Yeah, that's so incredible. And, um, you know, everything that you've gone through, most people, most of our listeners can't even identify with that you went through every single one of them. Maybe, maybe it would be one or two of them, but all of these areas. And it's just amazing, <laughs> you know, how you've come out on top. Cause I've always, I've, I always said, I, I, I want to meet people who have gone through adversity and come out on top. And when I met you, Roseanne, I was like, oh my gosh, she's been through every adversity that you could even imagine. I mean, I feel like there's not even one that you haven't been through. And so I think the listeners are going to really learn from you. And, and I put down uh, to be fueled, number one, first of all, you got to be quiet. And I love that you said that because that happened to me. It's happened to all my family members, you know, like where something just shakes you to the core and wakes you up and you realize what am I doing? Like I, you're shaken. Right. And so I I love that because you said, I, I realize I need to take time and sit and calm myself. And then first of all, listen to the Lord. Now, why be a, and I put down number two, be a believer, talk to the person right now, maybe the atheist or the someone that says, you know, like you believed in the past, like I don't believe right now, I'm too angry right now. Talk to them why it's so important to become a believer because God is with you and you're never alone. Yeah, it is so important. I have been in situations where I literally felt alone. Um, I literally felt as if I had absolutely nobody. Um, And now just having the Lord in my heart and in my soul, I feel so content. I've always been the type of person who I need to always be around people, you know, Um, and now sitting alone by myself reflecting on what I have accomplished and what I have conquered and the Lord sitting right next to me is so fulfilling. You know, um, I don't ever want anybody to feel that they're alone because they really are not. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you are not alone. You will be fulfilled. He will fulfill you, you know, um, And real quick, I want to kind of elaborate a little bit more on what I said with the cancer about being possibly, you know, one of the best things that happened Mm -hmm. is because, you know, we, for me, when I had gotten sick, I had went away to a place called Hippocrates in Florida. It's in West Palm Beach. And that was one of the scariest moments of my life of going there alone and getting treatment But one of the things that I took upon myself to do there was therapy. And I had done therapy here. I had gone to counseling. But at Hippocrates, the kind of therapy we did was group therapy. And that is where I realized that I had such more worth than I thought I did. You know, that's where I realized that, wow, like things are really messed up for me. (laughs) You know, I grew up in my parents did the best that they could, but I grew up in a household of 
um, you don't voice your opinion, you don't speak, you, you speak when spoken to, and you do as you as you're told to do. Um, very strict family. Um, but when I went there, that is when I seen the reaction and like how other people spoke to me about things that were being said to me and things that were being done to me, I was, I was actually angry with them. Like after a session, I left going, I'm never going back. These people are so mean. Like, how dare they say, you know, this about either my family or this and that. But when I was able to sit alone and really think about what all these people had to say and really reflect on it and listen to the Lord, it was a wake up call for me of holy cow, not everybody can be wrong. Not everybody can be wrong if they're all telling you this. So for me, that that was a wake up call. That's why I say it was a blessing. It was a wake up call for me of wake up, Roseanne, what is going on in your life? People don't need to talk down on you. People don't need to abuse you. People don't need to do this. Even to someone who hasn't been through trauma, it might be difficult for them to understand. But for someone who knows no different, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? So for, for me, that was a wake up call. So what I would say to someone who feels alone and down and sad or depressed or suicidal, whatever your circumstances, I would say there is light at the, at the end of the tunnel. It's beautiful. Mm. If you allow yourself, no one else can do it for you. Your family can't do it for you. No one can do it for you, but you. And that is to quiet your mind, to sit. It's a lot of work. You have to work for yourself. So for me, what I have chosen to do is I, since my struggle has been since I was a little girl, I now speak to the little girl in me. I speak to little Rosanna. <laughs> I giggle every time I say little Rosanna because I remember her just being so sad all the time and literally waking up and being like, what is the point of this? What is the point of this life? Is this it? To just literally cook, clean, be treated like crap or whatever else happens to you. And now I speak to little Rosanna and I'm like, we got this and she loves it and it makes her happy. And it's, and just having the Lord in there and just filling your heart is just so amazing. You know, um, you mentioned that I, I did some training. I do some, you know, group therapies and stuff like that. And it's been the most amazing thing ever because I put time in myself. I always put time in for others um, and trying to help them and what can I do for them. And now it's all about, I'm not trying to be selfish, but I'm trying to take care of me, which is my mental health and my well-being. Because if I want to look good or feel good or be positive, it starts with my mental health. So I'm going to need to work on myself. So I would recommend for people to definitely um, join a support group. We all need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage them to just really journal. Journaling has been amazing for me. 
um, I would encourage them in prayer. Praying is amazing. And after you pray and after you journal, just put some worship music on, you know, instrumental worship music and just listen and you will hear the Lord. You definitely will. Cause I know I have, and it's been amazing. Wow. This is so amazing. I, I see your face just light up. And, you know, I was thinking about when you're talking about fill your heart and, and you're never alone. And I remember that mm -hmm. happened to me when I was 18, because that's exactly what I was feeling. I felt isolated for so many years, even though I was around all kinds of people, I still felt isolated and mm -hmm. I just felt alone in my thoughts. And then it wasn't until I became a believer and I accepted, you know, Jesus Christ as my Lord. It was like that donut hole, you know, got filled, you know, yes. and so that was that little hole that was missing in my life. And it just gave me like this overflowing sense of peace and calm, like, okay, I exist for this reason. Like it's for the Lord, like he created me. And so I can see and sense that in you. And, and it's so huge because I too have suffered with depression and um, and that sort of thing. And so once in a while I do fall back into it mm -hmm. and then I catch myself and I do exactly fuel your mind. And so I want to talk yes. about this because I think someone's listening right now that, that is saying, you know what, I am, I am feeling these things. And I think something I, I want to touch back on because I want to hit back on this because you said, um, that evil is real. And we live in a fallen world. We live in an evil world. And it's not that God makes these things happen, but he can help you rise above that. Talk mm -hmm. about your personal transformation with that. You're rising above. What specifically happened? Do you recall like any moment in time of, okay, this, this is real. Like this is what the Lord took me through this transformation. What happened? Rosanna, to help you to get through these horrible, horrible circumstances that you've had? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> A lot. I mean, I, um, I mean, I could talk about domestic, I could talk about sexual abuse, I could talk about abandonment, about, I mean, this is an one hour show. <laughs> so if I were to pick one, I would say my biggest success has been speaking up about my sexual abuse. Um, being unchained has been very freeing. You know, all things come with a consequence. And I will say that speaking up for just my, just my sexual abuse that has happened um, in my life has been very, very challenging. Um, and there were times that I felt like, what a mistake I made. What, why did I speak up? But it's been a beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful. And I will take whatever heat I have to take at any point in time, because the Lord really has made me so strong to be able to face it. You know, they say, he will calm the winds and the storm and the waves. And it's so true. I can be in the middle of the storm and know that I will stand strong because he is right there by my side. Um, speaking up and breaking those chains has been just a beautiful, fulfilling, also painful, crazy ride. 
you know, but I am setting examples for my children. I am breaking all chains generations from before me and after me. Um, and I want people to know that it is so freeing. You know, I unfortunately, you know, have lost a lot of family due to me speaking up. Um, and I, I want to be clear. I was not abused by my, my mother and father. I want to be very clear about that. But, um, but I have been shunned by many. And it's very hurtful. It's very hurtful. But what's more hurtful is holding all that in. It's holding everything in. I, I do believe is the reason why I ended up getting ill and having cancer is not just everything else that happened around, but that core, like being sexually abused really took over my life and, and being told to just shush your mouth. Don't talk about it. Um, I don't follow rules <laughs> very often. <laughs> so you're going to tell me to shush. I'm going to speak even more. <laughs> so God had given me that strength and I just, it's been an amazing thing now, you know, it's still a journey. And, and I don't want people to think that once you speak up or, or, you know, you get better with either the sexual abuse or domestic violence, whatever your circumstances, there's always going to be a crack where in whatever path you take. So it's okay for those cracks, those cracks, I feel like they just make us stronger and, you know, it's very easy. That's the enemy coming in and trying to make us revert back to being depressed. And they, he doesn't want us to talk. He wants us to shh, be quiet. Yeah. Um, there's no way. So when you find that you're in that crack, it's okay. Feel it. Accept it. Acknowledge it and move on. You know, patch that crack and walk right through it. And that's really, you know, where, where I've been. It's, it's a roller coaster all the time, but it's, it's a beautiful thing, especially when, you know, you, you get to a point where you can speak up and you can talk to people and help people. It's been a very fulfilling thing for me. And like I said before, I know that the Lord didn't, didn't want that to happen for me, but I know that. Um, I went through these things because I am strong and I am capable of overpowering these things and being able to help others. Yeah, that, that's huge. And I, I love that you said speak up. And, you know, for the first time, actually, Rosanna, it was interesting. I was at a restaurant in um, Sinclair County, Michigan, and I was really shocked because it's the first time I've seen this. I was in the bathroom and it said, um, if you are um, a victim of abuse, um, mm -hmm. sexual or whatever, it's in the woman's bathroom. And, and, and so they said, go to the bar and order like this certain drink. And they will know oh. it's called, I think called the angel shot or something like that. And so they mm -hmm. said a certain way that you say it, that they'll know they'll call the police right away 
or they'll get someone to come to your table or whatever. So it was like three different ways you could order this drink. And I thought, wow, this is brilliant. Every yes. business should be doing this. I mean, obviously not, you know, ordering a drink, but whereas yeah. we could do this in our schools where we could have people go up to the front desk and it would be a code, you know, that mm -hmm. they could give and it could be in the woman's bathroom, you know? And so this was like a lesson for me. I'm hoping that I could actually get the manager on one of these um, podcast interviews because I thought how brilliant was that and that the owner or the manager would step mm -hmm. in and take a stand for this to help people and and how is that how did that work for you as far as people coming to help you when you started speaking up and obviously you had people especially family shunned you but there were people that didn't shun you and mm -hmm. so talk to the person right now like who do I call because they're at the point some people are at the point of I don't even know who to talk to anymore I don't know if I can trust anybody what are some great resources that you would recommend yeah so unfortunately when I was going through everything um I, I had no support um not family support and I didn't know about turning point. I had no idea that turning point was um, something that people can go to, you know, they will help you with, um, with shelter, they will help you with, it's, you know, um, a plan to escape, they will provide housing, there's so much that they do. It's amazing. In fact, when I took my training there, I literally bawled, because I was just like, I had no idea that this even was here. Like, I wish I would have known that. I would have known like where to go, what, you know, what to do. Um, I did have my family that I went to when, um, when all that had happened to me, but my family circumstances are really different. You know, we're very, they're, they're very old school. They mean well, but their well actually causes more harm. Um, and it's hard for them to see that because they are very old school. Mm -hmm. um, but what I can tell people is definitely reach out to Turning Point. Um, I can provide a number if, if they like. Um, you can reach out to me. I can try to help you as much as I can. I can send you to other support groups. Um, but that's that's really it. There, there are a lot of places that you can go to. Um, and I wish I would have known. I'm learning as I go. As I'm in my recovery of my trauma, I'm learning as I go. And the more I learn and the more fulfilled I am, the more I'm like sharing literally with everybody because I wish someone would have told me. Yeah, for sure. And I did, I Googled it, Turning Point, and uh, the website popped right up. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, is this a national nonprofit or is it just for Michigan, the state of Michigan? Do you know? I believe it's just the state of Michigan. Okay. Um, no, you know what? Don't quote me on that. Yeah. So you I'm can really Google Turning sure. Point and, and yeah. see, um, but I'm assuming in other states, you know, or other countries that yeah. they would have a resource to be able to go to. And mm -hmm. like you said, you can, and what's really cool is Rosanna has a brand new TikTok that she just started, a brand new Instagram. It's Fuel Your Mind. So it's F-U-E-L, your, your, you are. 
mind. So, which I think is really awesome, Rosanna. So let's talk a little bit about fueling your mind and the importance of doing that. And, and I love, I love what you said in the beginning, first and foremost, you've got to get connected and you were part of group therapy and part of people that were supporting you. And, and I'm all about that of just finding, finding your people, right? Mm -hmm. Finding your people that are going to cheerlead you uh, through life, finding your people that are going to help you and give you accountability. Also, also mm -hmm. be, be truthful and honest with you. And then in the beginning, you know, your group was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to be around these people because they're really pushing me hard yeah. uh, to be able to shift and change. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's probably the biggest, I, I would say setback for young people today right now, Rosanna, as I start, as I continue to coach our students, our team members, is they have a really hard time being held accountable and get getting feedback from people about their life circumstances or their emotions or anything on that track. So give advice of how you shifted your mindset so you weren't offended <laughs> so that you could move forward with, uh, you know, with your healing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to cover a couple things. Um, I feel like when people, when people have an issue where that, you know, if you're dealing with depression and you want to talk about it, I want to go back real quick to turning point. You know, they have a hotline you can call it's 24 hours a day. They're there to listen to you. They're there to help you, whatever it is, it's all confidential. Um, right. and it, it's a beautiful thing. So I just, I want people to know that, what that, is that is, hotline, do you know what it is? The, the hotline number? Yeah, I do. Let me pull that up. Okay. 24 hour hotline is 586-463-6990. Again, that's 586-463-6990. Correct. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So totally confidential. If even if you don't want to talk and you just want to sit there and just have someone sit there with you, they will do that. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing. Um, support groups are amazing for me. Um, I was not going to join a support group. I was the person who was like, I don't, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and um, I ended up joining Shout with Christina. Um, and it was amazing. It was very difficult. You know, that's why earlier I said, you know, it takes work. It takes work to, to really put yourself out there and relive the past. It's painful, but it's, it's painful because we haven't dealt with it. You know, five years ago, I would have never been able to sit here with you and even say mom and dad, or even say I was sexually abused or I was physically abused. I would just be a hot mess mm -hmm. and just cry. You know, um, the support group helped me because I based it around, it's, it's all women and we all have some sort of trauma. Trauma is trauma. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of trauma you had, it's trauma, you know? And for me, it just really helped me know that it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel these things. 
And I never felt anything. I was very cold and very sheltered and just this huge wall. And it was very hard for me to love, including loving myself, number one. I could look in the mirror and just be like, I would nitpick every single thing. Oh, my hair. Oh, my weight. Oh, my skin. Mm -hmm. And then I got sick. And my skin became like a 90 year old. I mean, I was 90 pounds. I lost all my hair. I could barely walk. My husband would carry me from room to room. It made me really appreciate at the moment when I was down in the dumps, it made, I would look in the mirror and go, I wish I could get Rosanna back, you know? And then now, you know, being fulfilled in so many ways, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're beautiful. You're a good person. I love the woman I am today. You know, had I not gone through those struggles, I would not be who I am today. I appreciate my life. I love my life, you know, um, and the support groups helped me understand that, you know, being around other people who have gone through trauma, who whatever their trauma was, helped me realize that it wasn't only me. This hasn't only happened to me. It's happened to lots of other people. And you can raise above, you know. Um, sometimes it's funny because when I share my testimony publicly, as you, when, when you came to the tea and you heard my story, I kind of start off with, I have this beautiful home. I have this amazing husband. I have these great children. Um, I haven't made, I'm, I have a beautiful life. And to look at that, it's like, I'm not bragging. I'm just so thankful because that was not me. I came from like nothing. I slept in the streets. I was dragged through the streets. I was almost killed twice. I've gone through hell and back. And to just see where I am today, because I allowed myself to say enough is enough. And I want to speak up and I and get into support groups and, and better myself. I love my life. You know, I love myself now. And that is such a different person than, than I was, like I said, five years ago. Every day is a different day, right? And every day I don't wake up the same. One day I wake up, I'm extremely happy. The next day I wake up and I'm okay. And then maybe another day I wake up and I'm a little down. So what do I do on those days? I sit, I reflect, I journal, I talk to God. I might reach out to a mentor or hopefully it's time for my support group because I need those. I need to like talk and ex explain how I'm feeling and what I'm going through and, and have that support. Sometimes it's good to have people outside of your circle mm -hmm. and just completely different people separate those two because not everybody wants to hear your problems, you know, um, let's be real, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, there's a saying that I heard and I hope I don't butcher this, but I think it was like, you're drowning. Oh, and I want to help you, but don't get your blood on my boat. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. It's like the world is so different and it's, it's up to us to be there for other people and genuinely listen and care and not judge 
You don't know. There's people that that look at me and I, I know this because it's been told, <laughs> but there's people that look at me and go, she's got it all together. She's got a great life. You have no clue. <laughs> like yeah. it took a lot of work to get where I'm at. Not just from me, but with my family, you know, what my husband has had to go through and what my children have had to go through and what they've seen and they have their support. It's a lot of work. So I encourage people to find your support group, find a great mentor. Um, they don't have to be your age. I highly recommend someone older because they're wiser. You know, they have been through experiences. They know they're wiser. It's, it's a great thing to have for sure. Yeah, it's everything. And wow, this is just, and just watching your conviction with this of just enough is enough. And I feel like someone is is saying right now, man, I, I want, I'm right there. Like I'm almost there to say enough is enough, you know? And so I know you've gone through a process to get there, to finally say enough is enough. I'm going to speak up. And so talk about shout, because I think this is incredible. And I, I love where we're going with this whole conversation because with Christina Galena floods, um, her healing hearts home ministry that she has in her counseling. And I know that this shout program is free. Uh, she offers it free to be able to do some uh, counseling. Uh, it's a six-month course, so to speak. Can you talk a little bit about that and how people can get involved with being in that? And, and what exactly for that? I think it was six months, right? The course yeah, that you did. Yeah, it's a six-month program. Do do? Yeah, how do you get involved in that? And so why they, do you do? So they could reach out to me or they could reach out to Christina. Um, it is absolutely free. Um the ministry is ran by donations. And what we do is it's a six months program. And um, we sit in a room of between six to eight women. And we go through like a, a book that I don't think I'm allowed to share. <laughs> but we go through a book and there's, um, it's not really homework. It's just more things that we go through that really have a lot to reflect on our lives. And, and it really teaches you to get in tune with yourself mm -hmm. and to accept the things that, that you have gone through and to accept them and be able to move forward, you know? Um, and so it's just a good support group that we can be there for one another. And I swear, like every Tuesday when I go, I cry. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, like, it's my cry day. Yeah, I, I usually hold everything in, um, but Tuesday is my cry day. <laughs> so, Amazing. I love that. So and you know, I think it's, it's important to cry. You know, let's talk about that because yeah. if, if something, if it's it not making you cry, I mean, there's something wrong because that now you've got your wall up, you're guarded. And I remember when I first started sharing about what I had gone through, I was so afraid to tell my family. And I think yeah. the first time they actually heard about it was actually in my book because they didn't know I was, this was all alone. I didn't share it. I was shushing myself for many, many, many years, too many years to be exact. And it affected me as well too. And so I, I hear what you're saying. And so talk about crying, like why it's, it's okay to cry. It is. It's okay to cry. And there's a, a time and place also to cry. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I remember before I spoke up, I would keep everything in and then like someone would say something and I'd be triggered and I would just cry. 
So I looked like I was this crier, like yeah. all the time. <laughs> so if you don't yeah. want to be that person, you need to yeah. cry. Like yeah. schedule yeah. a cry. <laughs> schedule out the cry so you're not like triggered in the middle of a staff meeting. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is important to cry. We have to release that, yeah. you know, um, whatever hormone it is that's in us that really affects everything in our bodies it affects our mind it affects our 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 the way we behave it affects everything and everyone around you mm-hmm. it really does so to just cry it out and feel and be like why do i feel this way is it genuinely what i'm feeling or am i feeling something someone else's like be in tune with yourself I think is so important because I think we focus on what everyone else thinks and what everyone else feels you know I I remember I would be at a point where I would be like oh I wonder what she thinks about me or oh I wonder what they're saying and now I could care less now (laughs) just like this is who I am I'm, I'm just in such a better place and it doesn't even matter. It's just, this is who I am. This is my story. And I love people and I want to help you. And that's it, you know? And if, if those negative thoughts that come in your mind are of the enemy, because the enemy does not want you to succeed. The enemy doesn't want you to speak truth. The enemy doesn't want you to help others. He wants you to be quiet. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I love that. And I think it's just so important as, as part of your healing process to immediately start helping others as soon as you're able to right? doing without crying yourself and getting mm-hmm. triggered. And yes. so once you get to that point, cause I remember uh, when I first became a part of the bright pink organization, I became an education ambassador to help women prevent breast and ovarian cancer because I had gotten a precancerous lesion resulting in a major surgery. And so I wanted to start right away, Rosanna, but they knew that it would take a year of my own healing, right. Of me fueling my mind, right. To be able to get yes. to safe space so that when I did start teaching the class, I wouldn't stand there and cry every time. Right. We've seen speakers like that. And so when they are crying and I'm like, oh boy, okay. So they're being triggered right now Mm -hmm. because it's kind of an ugly cry, not like a a nice cry because it's good to cry when you speak obviously, but not like where you're like triggered, you know, the cry, we all know. I know the cry. It's where you can't (laughs) catch your breath. You can't talk. You're just, it's, and you, it's a complete hot mess. Yeah. And get back to that support group. And, and I remember talking to Christina with the, you know, healing hearts home. And she says, many people go through the course even more than once Mm -hmm. because that's so needed to be able to continue to go through it and through that support. What else, what was the biggest transformational moment for you during that course that you had Rosanna that you think could help others right now? The biggest transformational, um, sitting with myself and just really, really getting in tune with myself. I never really listened mm. or, or acknowledged my own feelings. Yeah. I, I focused more on anger than I did in peace because I was so angry. 
And for me, it helped me really forgive everybody, all the abusers that have crossed my path. For me, it's helped me be able to let go and forgive them and love them. I truly love them and truly I feel bad for them that they are how they are. And I, I hope and pray that, you know, they are able to get healing themselves. Um, so for me, what has helped me is that, um, yeah, I've been able to just really, really truly forgive where you never forget because unfortunately that's just how the mind is. You never forget, but you can forgive and you can move forward. And like I said earlier um, in this podcast is you will always have something come up. I know I do. And I just have to step back. And it's, it's funny because when you actually learn to forgive and move forward, you react so differently. You know, um, you don't snap. You, you stay calm and you're able to show love where that just blows their mind. Like, why didn't she just freak out and get all up in my face? <laughs> and it's like, because yeah. I don't need to because I have peace. And that makes my heart so sad knowing that, um, that they have to lay their head down at night and they don't have that kind of peace. And I hope that before we transition from this world to something higher and greater than us, that they find that peace. Yeah. But it's up to them. Wow. Rosanna, I know someone's listening right now and saying, okay, um, Rosanna, now I'm turning you off because you just said to forgive. And, and, you know, we, we know this, you know, in our heart and mind that forgiveness is the key to being free, but it's easier said than done. Yes. And so I love what you said, because I was actually just speaking to a family member and I was just talking about how I had forgiven, you know, certain people in my life. And it really was true forgiveness. Like, seriously, if I saw all of these people in my life, I'd be hugging them and, and I really love them. And like you said, I feel sorry for them. Like God will expand your empathy beyond what you can even imagine yes. if you allow him to do this. But I really do believe that forgiveness can't happen without the Lord on your side because yes. he fills that gap where there's no way in our own earthly human body or mind, when you talk about fueling your mind, mm -hmm. that you could forgive such atrocious and sickening behavior, you know, yes. but that someone could even do to a human being. I just, it, mm -hmm. it makes my skin crawl, you know, some of the things that you've yeah. gone through and others have gone through that I've heard so many stories, you know? And so can you talk a minute about that and just why this forgiveness piece? Like, I think fueling your mind, this is everything, this forgiveness piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to sit at the table with them and have dinner. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to walk up and give them a hug. Forgiveness is not for that person. Forgiveness is for yourself. Yeah. So for me, I'm sorry. That's so good. Forgiveness oh. isn't for the person. It's for yourself. Yes. It's everything. It is. It's, it's for yourself. And it's just an absolutely beautiful thing. Um, when I truly forgave, everybody that has hurt me. Um, and it makes like, when you were talking about forgiveness, like my stomach was like turning, you know, like 
And the thought of forgiving someone who has beat you to where you're going to die is very difficult. Forgiving someone who thinks you are complete trash and literally drags you through the street because they think you're complete trash is very difficult. Forgiving someone who has sexually abused you multiple times is very difficult. But the best revenge we can give mm. is forgiveness. So as difficult as it is to let it go, it's so important for yourself because it helps with everything. Once I was able to forgive, my life started falling into place. It was like, it was just so beautiful how everything just happened. I guess what? When I forgave, I started to heal. My hair started growing back. Wow. I started to gain weight. My cancer was going away because I had forgiven everybody. I didn't want to die because I was dying. I didn't want to die with this hatred and this anger and all this. I was like, you know what, God, I'm giving it to you. You know what you need to do with these people. I'm done. I have forgiven them. And now... Now it's like, just, it's amazing. I have wrote letters to my abusers for myself, but a little bit for them too, you know, because I want them to know that I have forgiven them and I want them to be better people. Um, I can't make them be, but I can try. <laughs> I can try, you know, um, but at, at the end of the day, it's really about fulfilling yourself and, and forgiving them and hoping that they go, wow, she was big enough to be able to forgive me for what I have done. Even if they don't want to admit it to other people, I just want them to know that I have forgiven you and I hope that you forgive yourself and you don't repeat what you have done and you need to take it to the Lord and you need to surrender like I did. I can only focus on myself and they can focus on themselves. So I would encourage people to just really work on forgiving and just know that forgiveness does not mean that you need to sit down with that person and have a sleepover or have dinner. It just means that you love them from a distance and it's, it's no longer runs your life. You run it, it doesn't run you. Yeah, this is the most important piece right here, Rosanna. And I'm so glad that we talked about this. And I love that you said, once I forgave, my life fell into place. And, and, mm -hmm. and actually, both of those things kind of happened for me, not only forgiving others, but also asking others to forgive me. And I started to go through the list of people that I needed to ask for forgiveness from. <laughs> And I'm, I know there's people out there, you know, I don't know if anyone's that listening to this, but I know there's people out there that, that I, that I have wronged and that mm -hmm. I need to ask for forgiveness as well, because, you know, we're human beings, we're not human doings and we're yes. going to make mistakes. And, and so sometimes, you know, um, I, I walk in guilt, hopefully not in shame. I, I heard this really great, uh, saying the other day is, uh, shame says I am bad, but guilt says I did something bad. 
Mm-hmm. And so not living in that shame and knowing your worth, but just asking God to reveal it. And I love that you said, and I want to um, start wrapping things up here with the fuel your mind, but I love that you said getting in tune with yourself, because I think part of that into in tune is part of intuition too, mm-hmm. of asking God to be able to say, Hey, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask the Lord, you know, is there an area in my life that I need to repent it, that, that I should be guilty of that I'm not right now. I need you to show me that area in my life. And so just constantly asking him. And, and so, cause sometimes that depression that I have on occasion or the joy that's kind of coming out of my life at that moment is because of some unmet guilt or of sin. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I know I've, I've kind of been going through this process of fasting and praying for the past, you know, few weeks and the Lord's revealing all kinds of incredible things to me. And he's giving me so much peace and more joy than I've ever had through this process. And I'm watching prayers get answered that hadn't been answered for years, which is just absolutely incredible how God just works those things out. And I love that you said getting in tune. So with your fuel, your mind, you know, you gave some really, really great advice. What other advice do you have to fuel your mind to move forward in your own specific transformation that you want to tell all of our listeners? Yeah. Well, you hit it right on the nose. So, and that is to forgive yourself. Mm. So you need to really be able to forgive yourself. Um, with, you know, I had struggled with a not forgiving myself to allow this to happen to me by, you know, beating myself up of why didn't I speak up sooner, you know, because I I was fearful of a lot of things. And, and, you know, I made a lot of poor choices and um, I made a lot of poor choices because I didn't know the difference, you know, and now that I know it's, I had to really forgive myself for the way that I may have behaved or the things that I had done, or the things that I have said. Um, but most of that came from hurt and anger, and it's survivor, survival mode, really. Um, but it's not, it's not good. It's you have to be able to forgive yourself, let that go, um, and set boundaries, set boundaries for yourself. That's huge. Um, I had zero boundaries, and I'm sure I ruined a lot of great friendships over it um, because I was not healed mentally um, and, and I had no boundaries, you know, so that's boundaries is not something that we just know. It's some, some people just know them, but some people really don't, you know, and I had to be taught boundaries. Um, And, and not only did I have to be taught boundaries, I had to be taught how to set boundaries for myself, Mm. not allow this to happen to me. And so that's one of my goals is to um, be able to help teens and women, you know, learn about boundaries, how to set boundaries for themselves, how to, how to respect other people's boundaries um, and how to, you know, how to, how to see a red flag from uh, whatever relationship you're in and how to handle that and how to go on from that. Because those are all things I didn't know because when you are raised a certain way, you only see that way. Mm -hmm. So when 
you know, when you're out in the real world and you're living your life, you're going to continue to live your life how you were raised. You don't know. You don't know, but you don't know. <laughs> I keep yeah. saying that, but you don't. So you have That's to really amazing. I think we're going to have to have a part two on this because I can't even begin to tell you the classes. We're, we're doing a lot of um, mental health um, classes right now in our mm -hmm. palmetto schools. And it's incredible because the Lord put on my heart of saying, you know what, we need to be about well-being of our yeah. people and mental health, wellness. And the first thing that always pops up is people want to be able to set boundaries. So I think this could be a whole nother podcast because I don't want this to end. Yeah. This is so good. Mental health is it's everything. Mental health is everything. It's so important. I struggle with I, I have a brother who um who has mental health and I it's due to not dealing with your issues. You got to deal with things. You, you have to face them. You have to be raw. You have to be real and, and truthful. And, and most important, you have to have the Lord. You want to plow through, you've got to have the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it much faster and quicker and lasting. <laughs> it does. It and does. Information. Yeah. I know I can't imagine doing any of this without the Lord. Right. And so it just gives you like what I feel is true transformation. And so I think this is huge. What's the number one way that you have set boundaries, Rosanna, that you think people need to hear right now? That I have set boundaries for myself. Yeah. Um, I will not allow anyone to talk down to me. Um, just not acceptable. I set boundaries for myself of taking time for myself, be able to sit and journal and, and be in the presence of, you know, of my Lord. Um, and I, I have set so many boundaries because I had zero boundaries. So I have a lot, um, just to, just to really, you know, focus I, I, on myself and not let people talk down to me or or just treat me in a negative way I just I go with love I don't do it in a hurtful way I just remove myself from the situation in a positive way and I think that makes them just kind of take a double look of like what the heck because I'm a different person than I was five years ago to be honest, five years ago, you crossed me, I'd be all up in that. You know, I'd be all up in your face telling you, what, you know, where you're going to go and I'm probably going to kick your butt. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's so different now. Like when you have peace, mm -hmm. you're just like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, and, and when people talk down to you, it's, it's really not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. It's what, what are they going through? Yeah. So I look at people so differently now when I see their behaviors, it makes me sad. It's like, man, what are you going through? Because I remember being like that. I remember, yeah, yeah. you know, acting that way. And that's because that made me feel better because I didn't have to focus on what was going on. I was focusing on this negative, you know, where now it's like, no, guess what? I, I dealt with all this junk over here. And I'm in a good place. So this negativity, I don't want because I'm going to deal with negative. I'm going to deal with the crap I got. <laughs> you know, so it's just your mindset is different. 
we're going to have to get Rosanna's list of boundaries because I think your boundaries are going to help people, Rosanna. And I think this is just incredible. And, and I love what you're saying, not allowing people to talk down to you. And, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because we were just at Dairy Queen and the the service person at the at the window was really, really rude. And, and so when when we left, I just started praying for her right mm -hmm. away. And, and, but my boundary is that I won't attack back. I'll just smile. Right. And then just mm -hmm. like you said, uh, kill them with kindness, right. With kindness, Keep burning coals yes. On their heads, but I don't always act that way. I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do lash back as well. Yeah. too, and I get angry and then I kind of catch myself. I'm in tune with myself. I'm saying what caused, what was that trigger Tina, you mm -hmm. know, and so what boundaries can you put in right now that you won't respond in that way or react in that way. Right. And yeah. so what would that look like, um, so I know people can find you now on your TikTok. fuel mm -hmm. your mind. It's you are so fuel your mind up with, uh, Roseanne, um, uh, DiMaggio and also they can find you on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. Fuel your mind underscore one as well. I saw that. And so you're going to be starting uh, to, um, to go on there on, on social media. You and I talked about this. I think you, this is going to be incredible because I think you're going to offer so much help to people, Roseanne. And I, this is one of the best interviews that I've ever done. And I just want to thank you so much for taking out the time to speak into our listeners' lives today. And I really feel someone needs to be fueled right now in yeah. their mind. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any last oh God, advice or anything that you want to say to end this podcast interview out today? Yes, actually. Um, I really want to say one of the biggest boundaries that you should set for yourself is a boundary for yourself of mm -hmm. no negative talk about yourself. That is probably one of the best boundaries is, you know, look in the mirror and say, you are beautiful. You are worthy. I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I want people to know that, you know, set boundaries for yourself, love yourself, love others, and just enjoy this beautiful life. Look at the trees, look at the sky, look at the grass. I've never seen for, I, I will say, now that I have had healing and I have been able to take care of my trauma, the grass is so green. The mm. trees are so beautiful. The flowers smell amazing. The sky is so clear. I've never seen it so clear. It's almost like we took these goggles off that mm. were so blurry because there was so much distraction to it's so beautiful. And I pray that all of you out there um, are able to be at a good, peaceful place for yourself as I have been able to get to. Every day is a new day and a new struggle, but if you put in the work, it is so doable and so worth it. Thank you, Rosanna. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank being you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.